and welcome back to Smells Like Teen Angst. I'm Sarah, and this is Popping Off at Pops, our Riverdale after show, where we are going to be talking about season five, chapter 86, episode 10, The Pincushion Man. I was so prepared and it's still messed up. It's just keeping it. People like swim. Guys, welcome to Poppin' Off the Pops. As always, I am here with my partners in crime. I have Jordan and Kiki. Ladies, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jordan. You can find me on the internet right there, Jordan at Lambertreth, on everywhere on the internet. When I'm not here, uh, my other projects are on a break. So I'm on a break and I'm just living life. <laughs> awesome. Kiki! Hi, I'm Kiki. And you can find me at The Life of Kiki on all the social meets. But don't, because I'm boring. <laughs> but if you are looking for me, you'll always see me here at Smells Like Teen Angst, where we review angsty videos. And then all my other projects are on a break. So I'm enjoying that. I know. These two have an awesome D&D campaign. If you missed it, head over to Q Times and you can see Blackness and Dragons and watch it. How many episodes did you guys do? It was quite a few, right? Eight. Yeah. We had an eight episode first season where, where I'm writing episode two. They're not writing it because they have to be surprised. Uh, right. We'll know what happens. So make sure you guys Ooh. check that out, subscribe, and get ready for their next one because it's super fun. Um, here at Poppin' Off and Pops, we dis re we review, recap, and react to the recent episode of Riverdale. But first, we like to start off with There's so many Recap, review, react. It's the triple R show. Riverdale. Riverdale, the quadruple R show. <laughs> uh, but we like to start with your comments from last week because we go live and we chat with you and then you leave comments for those who aren't able to and you guys are awesome. So first up, we have Daryl, our faves. He said, tell me again how Betty has the psychiatric testing for the FBI. <laughs> Daryl ain't never lied. You know, he said this when we were talking about Betty, like holding that poor trucker man at gunpoint in the woods. Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, y'all. Uh, my songs for me. So Kevin was called Husky and has been ashamed of himself for over a decade. But Cheryl was sent to gay conversion therapy and is fine. <laughs> We're not right. here to pick apart anyone's plight. Right. You know? I think fine I is a strong word. I don't think Cheryl right. is Cheryl's fine. Not fine, but also that is that's just a plot error on the on the behalf of the writers. Like right. Exactly. they're doing the boy Kevin dirty. Dirty. Uh, Autumn, in this week's episode, Riverdale's football team was met with a downpour of rain, yet everyone's clothes were drier than Varchie's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> These comments are my favorite. Okay, I'm sorry. We've only got two more. They're short because they were great. JBTV, I wish TBK was the main mystery storyline because it would have been very interesting and they could have went more in depth with that. But the writers decided to add aliens. Like, come on, this show needs new writers if it plans to go on for two more seasons. And like we talk about this every week. There's too many plot points. And this week is no different, honestly. No. Nope. We all know in the end it's not gonna be aliens. No, so, like, 
and that's the part that's starting to get on my nerves. Like either they're going to go all in on this alien thing or it's not going to be aliens at all. Yeah. And, and not, there's, I just don't see a satisfying ending to this at all. I don't either. And then we have this one from Haralove09. If y'all deserve better, stop watching them because y'all just hating. Look, if you don't want hate and love, we are not the show for you and that's okay. No. And it's fine. If you ain't got haters, you ain't poppin'. Like poppin'. Riverdale wouldn't be a good show if people didn't drag it every once in a while. You know, we uh, just go ahead. Listen, Liz. you are allowed to ask for better content. You are. Now there are certain fandoms that have taken this too far and they feel like, oh, because this show didn't support my ship, then the writers are homophobic and we should boycott and send like dog turds to their house. We're not saying that about Riverdale. We are just saying like, y'all can do better than what you're doing right now. You've written because you have. Right, because exactly. You have. To me, it's no different than being a student and like when you get an A on the test and then the next week you bomb out on the next one and your teacher is like, yo dog, what happened? Am I gonna call my teacher a hater? Am I gonna raise my grades? Exactly, thank you. But I felt it was important not to just put up our comments of everyone who agrees with us. You know, it's fine. Um, so those are our comments from all of you amazing people. It's on all of them, obviously. Those are just the ones that I chose because I thought they were fun. Um, so let's dive in to this. Oh, wait, one more thing. Sorry. We are now a podcast. So if you can watch us on YouTube, take us with you wherever you listen to your podcast. And some of you have been doing that, and it's really awesome. And thank you. Hear our voices. Hear our voices. This could be ASMR for you. <laughs> Riverdale. I mean, that's the fight scene that happened tonight. So let's start with Archie. Guys, so like, oh, I actually really did enjoy this episode, you guys. I felt like it kind of went back to old Riverdale a little bit, mixed with a little new Riverdale, because it was just so ridiculous, yet all over the place. It was definitely better than our last two outings. But again, I had the same complaint that I've had for a while now. Knock it off with these two-minute scenes. Give me one five-minute scene mm -hmm. instead of seven two-minute scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they did a weird mix. Like, the top of the episode was quick, 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 quick. And then the back half of the episode was longer. They weren't settled long yeah. like they were in the past. But it was definitely, like, I was like, I feel like I'm watching two different shows as this episode. Two different editing teams worked on this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like in this episode, we really did get back to the heart of some of our characters. Mm -hmm. Yes. That makes any sense? Absolutely. Um, I just, I'm like, let's just, I'm like, because we start with Archie. Why not? Um, Archie is, Archie's, Archie's. he got nominated for a silver medal of bravery because he carried Jackson apparently 14 miles on his back. And did they say <laughs> that before? No. And that's something that I want to see now. Can I get a, a deleted scene or like a bonus outtake, please? Please. Yeah. And thank you. And then he's like against the, the corporal or whomever in general. I don't know levels um it was there and like he gets a call from the newspaper reporter saying like the mission he went on that killed all these guys where he saved jackson that he's gonna get the medal for is actually dirty so then he like goes to talk to his uncle and his uncle's like look you can be part of the cover-up or you can be a whistleblower who do you want to be <laughs> and i just like i kind of love that because it gets back like he, he was saying to the core of who archie is Mm -hmm. Is he the good guy or is he not? Like, it, is he black and white or is he gray? And Archie's never been a gray character for me. Mm -hmm. Which I really enjoyed because I like the idea that they're giving Archie a chance for that type of redemption mm -hmm. where Archie isn't Mr. Start a Fight, 
nine jobs, not give a shit about anyone. Like this is very archy to kind of like get down to the bottom of things, ask the questions and figure out if he's on the right side. And this episode displayed, I think, a lot of growth for Archie because whereas Archie was dedicated to being a good guy, but went about that a very stupid way most of the time in previous seasons, this Archie, time- Archie, no! Archie, yes! <laughs> Archie was very calculated and he was like, no, we're not gonna, okay, if you don't think it's safe, then we can barricade in the school. Okay, barricading's not working. Like, trust me, I do have a plan. I'm not just saying that we can get these people out of this school that's under attack. I'm saying that I have a plan to do so. Like, he is- thinking things through and being very emotionally mature while still being the same pig headed Archie. And I'm going to go beat some guys up because I can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like, so like there is a parent teacher conference and Kevin and Archie are in charge. Hiram has blown up the jail to like, we'll get into Hiram, but he blew up the jail. And so now like all of the inmates are like, and have been charged with attacking the school. And I just want to talk about this fight scene because as cheesy as it was, I absolutely loved it. Cause I feel like they went back to like old school fully when it came to doing the noises. It was very Batman. It was like, cool, cool. (laughs) I loved it. Am I am I alone in this love of this random fight scene where he ends with a machete? I mean, I thought it was very funny, very comic book. It had kung fu vibes, so I was in. And it yeah. also kind of held true to the fact that we cannot place a time period for Riverdale no matter how hard we try. No. It's apparently still 2001 when they graduated in 2001. I don't know. Nobody has no clue when Riverdale happened. Yeah. Oh, no. with, the, with the jailbreak. Oh, I missed her. All these people coming out. We get Mama Blossom. Mama Blossom has broken out of jail. <laughs> Yay. Welcome back, Mama Blossom. I love also, it. I wish I had a jailbreak on Parent Teacher Conference <laughs> to get you I out of it. Save me a lot of trouble. Yeah. You don't want save trouble. me a lot. My mom always coming home mad. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was always that mom where before she left, she's like, is there anything that you want to tell me before I go see your teacher? So you end up like just chunk confessing to everything because you don't know what your teacher's going to bring up. <laughs> You're like, I'm always talking. I'm always talking, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would be like, everyone's going to say I talk too much, but that's just because they don't like me, mommy, because I'm smart. And <laughs> right, that's not my fault. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Mama Blossom, Cheryl and Minerva are officially dating, but I kind of loved when the shit hit the fan and Nana's like, in order to save the Maple Groves, because Reggie set them on fire, we got to sacrifice the lamb. And Cheryl and her mother both look at each other and Minerva's like, hell no, I'm out. They're like, but wait. But then they pray it away, which is very old Cheryl. Yes. They pray and, for wins. He and it was it was, you guys. it was cool to see her be super faithy and churchy again. Yeah. It's just such a weird episode for Cheryl because I feel like she was like totally gray gardens, flowers in the attic, like balls to the wall out there mm-hmm. two weeks ago. And like she has just done a complete 180 and now she's normal and she's trying to tell off Reggie and Hiram and she's trying to romance this woman. And like, it's nice to see a more mature Cheryl. And I use that word loosely, very 
loosely and sparingly. <laughs> but like, at where? Where did this character development come from? Her flip got switched overnight. Like, I, again, I don't, I don't understand some of the writing that's happening this season and why and what they're, they're like building characters up and then tearing them down overnight or like not doing anything with them and then taking them step backwards or like retconning their histories. It's, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I kind of feel like this Cheryl thing happened because she was able to let Tony go. I feel like part of the issue was the curse. And I feel like part of the issue was losing Tony, which like blaming, which is a kind of a big issue I have with actually this, a lot of what happened in this episode is blaming your trauma on one specific person when other horrible things have happened in your life. So yeah. they seem to be blaming a lot of Cheryl's trauma on her breakup with Tony and forgetting about her brother being murdered and forgetting about her parents being overly controlling and all the other things that have happened. And conversion therapy and all the other mm -hmm. things that make Cheryl, you know, less Cheryl. than normal. Right. Yeah. And they're blaming it on. Normal. I didn't mean to use that word like that. I didn't even hear what you said. So it's like less than normal. But, oh, I hear you. you. Know, but that makes Cheryl who she is, like what leads to Cheryl's trauma. Instead of ignoring it like we do with Betty, because Betty apparently, despite everything that's happened to her, has remained a successful human adult who has succeeded in life despite her mental illnesses. Um, but also, can we just take a minute to praise Lily Reinhardt? Because how heavy are her shoulders for carrying this entire season so far? Right. This whole she carried this whole episode on her back. She carried this not on her back. On the last on, nine on her really? Jack crack badge. She carried this whole season. I feel on like her FBI back jacket. Has to hurt. <laughs> Lily's back has to be like, oh god, this show. You know, like I hopefully they got her a nice chiropractor, right? Mm -hmm. I just got to say that snaps to you, Lily, because you are carrying this entire season. Um, I do want to just take a minute to appreciate the fact that Hiram sends Reggie, which I thought Reggie left Hiram last episode. And apparently he's like, I'm so sorry. There's like, no, the characters grow and then they take him back. And it's like fishing. It's like you have the line out and you give it a little bit of slack and then you reel it in. And you reel it in. That's what they're yeah. doing with their characters. They're giving them a little bit of growth and then they're reeling it in. Pulling him back in. Um, yes. But uh, can we just take a minute? Because he showed up with some flowers to talk to Nana. And then I, Nana's face when he's like, can I come in? Is all of us. Mm -hmm. Right? She's like, I will say, as irritated as, as I was with Reggie this episode, he looked good. He girl, looked good. do I have a photo of him in a suit? I just might hold, please. Look at this. He looked good. Daddy. 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 Yes. But yeah, like it's it was just very strange. And then they have this whole conversation about palladium, which I'm like, is this vibranium? Like we're in what kind of real thing? Vibranium, yeah. So I'm just like, so palladium is wait, is palladium a real thing? But I know yeah, it's it like a venue here in Los Angeles. No, it's, it's a real thing, Sarah. Okay. I was like, is this yeah. an ism? Don't come for me. I failed chemistry. It's fine. <laughs> have you ever held a taste palladium card? Yeah. They're, that's why they're so heavy, because they're made out of good oh. shit. They're like, tap, 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 tap. Those yeah. ones. Oh, well, there you go. But I guess, is that was that the reveal of Hiram's ultimate plan? Because if what? that was the reveal, no. what a letdown. Such a letdown. Such a fucking comic book villain, all of a sudden. Like, he went from being uh, an overbearing father and, like, kind of a mobster to just 
he is like in Dick Tracy, the movie, or like, I, I don't, he's the penguin. I don't know what he's doing, but it's bonkers. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to blow up the prison because I've been digging for palladium. And also I want to buy Nana's maple girls because I want palladium. But also when I blow up the prison, I'm going to tell the inmates to go uh, run sack, ransack the school to ruin parent teacher conference night. And what type of power do you have over inmates for them to leave jail and still listen to you? Well, Reggie or no, somebody said they were getting paid. Was it uncle Frank? Who was it? Oh, I think so. Like one of them said that he paid them to go attack the school. And yeah. instead, like, yeah, I don't, it might've been Chick. Yeah, someone said it. And I was like, dang, okay. So I, I let's get to that. Back to Betty. Betty, Betty. and her family. <laughs> Dude, talk, let's take Glenn. That fool needs to get smacked in the face. Well, he got something. He got stabbed. He got stabbed. So she was he able to take some dead. of that out on him. I was like, excuse me, sir? Her face, what is wrong with you? Writing a dissertation about the Cooper family and just being like, this is why I'm here. Let me hand you this folder. And it's like she's supposed to be okay with the fact that you're writing an entire paper about her family and the idea of nature versus nurture because they're like the perfect specimen. Uh, no. Um, and also, like, why would you still even think of him as a person after that, or a friend or a lover? Like, he, you already know he has a relationship with Charles because they yeah. were in the academy together. And you're going to stay after seeing a file, like an inch thick, on your life, Betty? Right. Oh, she's just staying with him. It's she so has because Charles was like that guy's bully, I guess. Uh, you know, like, if you can still have bullies when you're grown ups in FBI school. You but can. He was, like, so he, become caps. I'm just saying it. Your life. Uh, it's just absurd to me that like his response is to go full on obsession, like fatal attraction style. I'm now going to write a book about you. Yeah. Like, can we talk about chicks extensions? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> is this wig. quarantine hair or a really bad wig? I'm unsure. I don't know. But like it, I, you know when something's so ugly, you just love it anyway? Yeah, like a really put ugly dog. Up, it's worth it. That's how I feel about Chick's wig. Mm, bop, dap, dap, dap. Ah, yes. He does need to like that it's night. Like mm, <laughs> yeah, oh, God, it's so good. I, I'm obsessed with Chick's wig. Uh, also, Glenn had my favorite line of the whole episode. No jugheads allowed. <laughs> <laughs> like okay because he's like betty you don't get to help with this anymore and he's like your dad obviously had something to do with these murders but it's like does he really think that or was that just for his paper well it was even so before that part when we we're at the no jug heads allowed she's like oh we're gonna go investigate whatever blah blah right. i invited Jughead jones and he's like this is an official fbi investigation now so no jug heads allowed but you're still letting this girl investigate her sister's abduction we never said this was correct. <laughs> what, what we never truth? said it was right. It's the truth. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, okay. Um, can we also take a minute to talk about these terrifying, like, bad seed twins? You know, <laughs> they're like 
him who walks behind the rose, these children of the corn, Malachi's of everyone. Like, they're now pushing children down the stairs like they're... And fucking them kids up. That kid had a concussion and a broken shoulder or something? I'm like, are we fighting for a stripper position? Like, (laughs) you know? Well, I'm making I'm making a stripper joke. It's fine. Um, yeah, I was just like, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, they're just Show trying to give the kids some interest, right? I mean, at least they remember they're there because it's one of my least favorite things in shows. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at the rhymes where a character gets pregnant, has a whole ass baby, and then their child is like never mentioned again. Yeah, cough, cough, blackish. Where the hell is Devonta? <laughs> <laughs> There like two seconds. I want to name the cat Devante. Also, I'm glad that they made a mention that I didn't invite the Blossoms to the kids' birthday party because we're always like, aren't they related to the Blossoms? They're related to the Blossoms. (laughs) And like Becky Merrill had that cousin to cousin, heart to heart. So you would think that like there'd be some niece and nephew, you know, something. Watch your niece and nephew. Watch your nieces. You know, watch your watch the twins. You would some think. type of child exchange. I mean, that would have gotten Cheryl out of Thornhill, and so she would have been. She wouldn't have been so great gardens, and also she could probably stop those kids from being murderers. So everyone wins. Cheryl needs to babysit J- Juniper and Dagwood. <laughs> I mean, know. Cheryl might have them in in a mess too, though. <laughs> Sure. And some real, instead of children of the corn, children of the maple. Children of the maple. Uh, yeah, like I do appreciate that the epi- this episode title made sense with the episode because it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you've got Chick being like, we're going to play, or Charles. <laughs> <laughs> the wig, honey. I know. The wig. Okay. We're gonna play. Okay, hold on. Before we get into the pincushion man, they broke out of jail and came to the house so that Alice could marry them. They want to get married and run off together. There were two actual products placed in this episode, and I was shook that they said the real name because one of them was the Universal Life Church, which can ordain you online. Mm -hmm. And we find out that Alice is an ordained Universal Life Church minister because she's the one who's going to marry Charles and Chick. These two. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep popping up this picture because it's hilarious. Um, and the pincushion man is this like a pair? I'm gonna say it's like a jailhouse murder game. I don't even know where a person in a chair is the pin person, like you know voodoo, and you stab them with a pin, and they're trying to get the twins to stab Glenn, Glenn, Glenn first, right? That's his name, Glenn. Did you, yeah, you think that and, was. Do you think that the pincushion man is a real jailhouse game or do you think they just made that up on the spot? Because in my head, I was like, he's just making up some stuff because they are crazy. They're crazy. I honestly have no idea. I mean, I feel like they were just like, let's not use voodoo because we don't want this community coming after us. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they were having like a, it puts the lotion on its skin moment. We're going to play the pincushion man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And can we just... (sighs) Gosh, poor Alice is such a broken woman because she is so sad that the, that her son that was ready to murder her and like murder Glenn gets shot by Betty. He, she's like, oh no, ah! and like runs to him to put pressure on the wound so he doesn't die. I'm like, woman, woman, 
he was gonna murder you and your family. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do my little dual lip moment. It's fine. I have like a little itch. And you know when it's just like bothering you so much you can't focus. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my you're it's hilarious. Like, um, but yeah, I was like, Alice, go to therapy. Let's, you need a group. Woof. Woof. Yeah. It's poor Alice, I, I, does FP need to come back? I don't know, but somebody needs to see about Alice. She's just, she's a mess. And I feel really bad for her. But now Betty is being Betty. And she's like, I'm going to go undercover as a trucker. <laughs> And I am driving a speed wheeler. This mystery. Yeah, you have to get certified for that shit. Like it's you can't just drive a truck. It doesn't they, work that way. They Maybe have video games where they will sell you the controller, and the controller is like the center panel of a rig, and it's like this complicated game to play, and you have to have the special controller because you can't just get into a rig and just turn it on the way that you do like a Volkswagen. So who taught Betty how to drive a truck? I don't know. But and you also have to have a special driving license. Like you just yeah. can't. You don't just get to jump. Like in I one. said, maybe they teach that in the FBI. Maybe I. You know. Don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna suspend my belief, and I'm gonna say you're right, Kiki. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, just gonna go with it and say it's her FBI training, and that's is it. Veronica yeah. next. Is it Jughead? Who are we? Who's next? Let's let's do Veronica next. Let's do that. I, let's save Juggy for last because I think. He has the most like movie. No jughead allowed. No jughead allowed until the end. <laughs> so Veronica is very upset that Chatifer will not sign the divorce oh, papers. Brahms. Brahms. He is a um, haunted image. <laughs> it's just the way they dress him and the way they've done his hair and they make him so pale. They make him look awful. I'm sure yeah. he's. A very handsome man. I know. Right. I'm sure he's like lovely. In um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, if you guys are watching that, I am. Russell Wyatt is an attractive man. He has attractive parents, but they make him look so bad in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, and I love like I was when this moment happened. So Chad sends Veronica photos of her and Archie making out on the football field, right? And he's like, "We should talk." And I'm like, "Do they have a prenup?" Like, you know, with a cheating clause <laughs> was my first thought because they should. She has a they ton of money have. and they She's should have gotten a prenup. He's an heiress. <laughs> um, but apparently not. And he just doesn't want to sign the papers. And then you like. But did we, you really expect it to be the papers? If that was the papers, I was like. I know. This That's is too, too easy. easy. I was like, it has to be pictures Thanks. of her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I didn't expect that to the papers at all. No. And we finally learn about the accident because you remember in like the first couple episodes of the flash forward they kept alluding to this accident the accident mm -hmm. and then we get this like really terrible letdown story of them getting in a huge fight and she wished chad was dead and then they fly home in their helicopter and the helicopter Our crashes and we all know chad crashed it on purpose because he's insane also who taught chad how to fly a helicopter He's just rich. He might have gone to pilot school. You never. I know. have so many questions. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it only takes like, like a couple of hours to be certified, like in the air. Like you don't really need a ton to be certified. I don't know about helicopters. I know I've no jets, not helicopter. Do any of our listeners, watchers, viewers know about helicopter licenses and how long it takes? Because I'm not. I do not. I thought it was like a quick thing to get. Anyway. Anyway. Anywho. 
I just thought that was so dumb. What a terrible letdown. And she's like, I just stayed with him because I felt guilty. No, you needed to leave because the second, listen, I'm going to drop some advice on Veronica and our viewers, watchers, listeners. The second that you get into an argument with your significant other and you think, I wish they would die, that's your sign that you need to break up with them. It doesn't matter what happens after you say that phrase. The second that you've said that phrase, you are done with that relationship. Mm-hmm. KO'd, man. It's over. Yep. When you over. wish death on anyone or anything, it's done. you are really, you're, it's done. Just let right. it go. You're not even yeah. at, oh, I can just leave them. You're like, no, I want them to die. So no one else, like nothing. No. Yeah. It's over. No. And then Chad like doesn't, still doesn't sign the papers, has this lovely night with her. And then is like, oh, I made really was bad investments. Or was it corny as fucking manipulative? Oh, 100%. Super manipulative. Like he's trying to remind her of all the good times they had together. But then he's like, I'm not divorcing you because I, I committed fraud and no one will believe you. And I'm just like, do we not understand law? Like one, if you committed fraud, I'm going to sue your ass for fraud. And then if you're saying you owe this kind of money to the people you owe this money to, it's going to be really easy that my he said, she said is going to have witnesses. So what is she so afraid of? Like, I don't like that the writers are making her stupid. That her jewelry store is wrapped into it and that it seems like she fled to Riverdale to cover up his bad investments. I have no idea. It doesn't make sense to me. But and the other part of this that's bothering me is that Veronica's like a public figure. She's been doing this longer than he has. She has inherited wealth. She would play this game better than he would, you know? So the fact that she's like, oh, I have to stay here and figure it out. Like, no, she would have just like called page six and been like, yo, page six, post an anonymous story that my husband stole a whole bunch of money. Yes. That's very true. Veronica, Veronica has tact. Yes. Veronica is smarter than this moment and it makes me mad that they're making her so dumb. Like also yeah. she's staying with her good friend Katie Keene. Can <laughs> we stop trying to make Katie Keene happen? It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Stop trying to make Katie Keene happen. <laughs> Ugh. And now Veronica's staying in New York. And I'm sorry, Archie has zero right to be as angry about it as he is. He had a lot of bass in his voice when he was like <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I was like, no, no, mm -mm. you don't, mm -mm. you don't talk to people like that, Archie Kins. Mm -mm. Who do you think you are? You're just the other man right now, and she's trying to figure out her life. And she said she'll let you know what the fuck is going on when it's safe, basically. And you're just like attitude galore. I'm not. Uh, take it back. And take like, that base out. You just wanted to stay in New York because the weather was nice that weekend. Mind your business. I want, she stayed with Katie. Maybe they want to go to a vacation home. Just... That's how I feel. I'm upset about it. Well, okay. Let's dive into Jughead. <laughs> oh, Juggy. My Juggy, Juggy. So this happened. Jughead. This Jughead and Tabitha have a very awkward kiss, to say the least. And I, I was mean, really hoping that this was going to be a dream sequence when I saw it. I was like the coming up for the next week um, because I was really enjoying the fact that they were friends and I didn't think that he needed this relationship dynamic with her. I agree with you. Like let them be friends. There's nothing wrong with it. Let it develop naturally. Mm -hmm. 
I think I knew, or we all saw it coming. Like we all knew this was going to happen, but it just doesn't feel great mm-hmm. yet, you know. And yeah, I, was, I needed an event in the preview. I was like, oh, I like I was assuming that would happen towards the end of this episode, and it would yeah. have like it would have something that they built up to, and it would have emotional weight. But for it to just be like an awkward, did we mean that? kiss at the beginning of the episode was really uncomfortable so they're dancing while cleaning and he twirls her and like dips her and then she's like i want to make out with him like that doesn't no <laughs> like i oh, it was dumb it was real dumb and they have that awkward conversation about it and she's like i'm sorry i shouldn't have kissed you and he's like i shouldn't have kissed you because i blame all of my entire emotional crises on betty and her cheating on me with archie in high school Oh, <laughs> boring Betty. Don't be a Betty. Do you, do I you, was like, whoa. Right? Which, like, whoa. listen, listen. The rage in me? Whoa. Jughead has multiple legitimate reasons why he could be a traumatized person. Like, the stuff with his dad and the Southside Serpents. The stuff with his mom and the Southside Serpents. Like, he has legitimate things. And, like, even if we're just talking about his Being homeless. A right? child he, of divorce. His father being shot. Like, um, <laughs> his girlfriend's dad um, being a murderer. Like, there are lots of reasons that he could have trauma. But just, like, Betty kissed Archie and that's his... Oh my God. When, when he had that conversation with Tabitha and was like, Oh, I just, you know, all of this kind of stems from Betty and I seven years ago. And I'm just not in the play. Like I had a very tumultuous relationship with this girl, Jessica, because of Betty. I'm like, excuse me. And we were using hard drugs, me and Jessica, but Hey, I'd love to do some psychedelics because I have to write. (laughs) Don't be worried about me at all, bestie. It's good. I'm so upset. It's not like I can't even fully vocalize my rage that the writers chose to put his all of his trauma on her. I'm so upset about it. It really enrages me. I don't. Can you see? I have crazy eyes right now because we're talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) can't. Put your eyes away. Hold on. Okay, we're fine. We're back. Um, <laughs> I have to move on. Otherwise, I'm going to like start sweating because I'm so mad about it. Um, and I saw people on Twitter talking about it. And there's like this great little essay someone wrote. And it was going around. I'll share it on our Twitter because I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And the writers are disgusting. And I'm very mad about it. Um, I do appreciate that Tabitha said, yeah, she'll watch Jughead and then cooked it into a burger because Jughead <laughs> eats burgers. That was going to be my next note. So I'm so happy that you brought it up because first of all, Tabitha was a real boss. And when Jess came around, because Jess is now the plug, which Jughead didn't know about, but of course she was. Of course. Um, Jess was a plug and Tabitha just got rid of her real quick and was like, mm, no. I'm his girl. Your burger. New girlfriend, bye. right? I just like told Jughead, like you, you don't need that. I'll watch you. It's fine. Don't get back with this girl who, you know, whatever. Um, but then she made it sauce for his burger. I just thought that was lovely. I thought it was a wonderful callback to who Jughead is, like who he was in high school. We all like the comic book is always eating burgers. They got rid of his beanie, but they gave me a burger, and I'll take it. Yeah, and yeah. he tr- tricked out the bunker for his trip. Hmm. 
And I'm just like, girl, I don't think you should handcuff a man who's having hallucinations because he just might think it's a corn cob and eat it off. Like that's, <laughs> I don't know what these maple mushrooms it's are like. Candy bracelet. Yeah, exactly. It could have gone horribly awry. And it kind of does because then we get this, and I refuse to take pictures of this because I hated this too. Um, we get this psychedelic sex trip and he's like with Jessica, but then Betty's there apologizing for what she did to him in high school. Bro, and then they years ago. I'm just I can't she should be sorry. I can't even talk about it. Uh, she caused all his trauma. Not FP being an alcoholic. Anyway, so not like, jelly, not jelly bean being the hard time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I think your younger sister making crazy murderous videos of you and your friends would be more traumatizing. Than being like having Betty like kiss or whatever. Kiss, mind you. Just kiss. It was a kiss. It was just It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Yes, Brandon Flowers, thank you. How, Jughead? I know. But then we get this terrifying moth woman. And so, like, does he equip... And does she have a penis on her shoulder? That's what it was. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be, like, the tips of wings. Like, think about a dragon's oh. wing. But it looks yeah, like I get it. Just like the Little Mermaid castle was just supposed to be spires what it was penises. I just noticed that when I looked at it closer. But so like, is this trying to say Betty is his moth person and his trauma? Yes, because the book is supposed to be about investigating trauma through aliens. Or so, I'm gonna or lose the moth it. person just take him. <laughs> right, and now he's we missing. Know. We, we don't, don't know. know. The episode ends with him missing and blood everywhere. Because he bit off his hand. Tell you, oh, like, the moth person, the moth people, they charge up no, metal and it leaves I'm, behind blood. I think that's what we're supposed to believe. Yeah. And you know that when the show comes back, we're going to find out that he bit his arm off. Something like broke his oh hand. My God. I don't know. We Ugh. don't need to put that in the universe. I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind, you guys. If when this, this show is not even, this was the finale and it's not coming back until July. What kind of airing schedule is this? I'm 20, upset. 21 COVID is times, man. It's dumb. July. That's, we're April, May, June, four months. It won't be back for like four months. It's a long time. And if they come back and resolve this and continue to blame <laughs> Betty, I'm gonna lose my freaking mind. Get ready for it. And I, ho I hope this is what I hope happens. I hope right now he's blaming Betty for other issues in his life and realizes it wasn't her. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's the Mothman will reveal that to him. The Mothman reveals all. That's what I hope happens because that's the only way I can excuse this. And I really don't appreciate them doing this to Michael Sprouse, to Juggy. I don't want to hate him. He was always a character I rode for. Mm -hmm. So why? My Jughead. I hurt Jug. him. Look at his adorable little face and his little burger. I hurt him. So. He's like, how many stems and caps did you put in this sauce? <laughs> Yeah, so we're like the cliffhangers we're left with. Where's Jughead? Betty is going on the road. Um, the maples are oh, mostly burnt. Oh. Um, 
um, move in right along. Like other Life is a highway. I won't it all night long. Uh, Hiram is trying to still get the maple groves, and I feel like it's kind of and like we've got Veronica stuck in New York, and Archie is what's happening with it. Oh, the whole like story oh, of it being the mission. The, yeah. So like everyone's kind of got their own little cliffhanger at the end of this, and that's fine. But I'm. But we'll just I see. I want to know if Chick is dead. Chick. <laughs> He's perfect. He's not dead. He's perfectly fine. Even Betty was like, oh, Charles is going to live, you know? Yeah, but so. he said nothing about Chick. Well, because nothing happened to Chick. <laughs> like, Chick didn't get shot. So. Betty just said, shot Charles. He's perfectly fine. No, Chick got a knife thrown at him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's fine. There's no way. He raised him. He's what if he went straight for the heart, guys? Well, she went straight for the heart. Oh man! Hold and we'll never get to see that lustrous wig again. <laughs> oh man, glorious! Well, I I enjoyed this episode, even though it really enraged me <laughs> at some point. Uh, it did. I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm just like four months is a really long time to wait. So maybe I we'll come up with a new after show to do or something. I think this is a great mid-season finale. And yeah, we'll just watch some other stuff. Yeah. yeah it, give us what you got. Exactly. If you guys have thoughts on shows you'd love to discuss with us, like put them down at the bottom, let us know, and we'll like maybe do it. We got to have something to do for four months. <laughs> right? Right. Right. All right, ladies. Anything else you want to say? No. Silence, crickets, mm. speaks thousands of words. I'm speechless. <laughs> Make Reggie great again. Make, yes. Make Reggie great again. All right, y'all. Until July, this is Poppin' Off and Pops. And uh, we'll, we'll see you then. 